self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i don't have a permit to sell water but i will and i would dare bitch to say something to me damn also known as calamity red we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode <laughs> and you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show so if we have if we if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artists and send it to us that way um but first some poetry did i go first last week i think i did um yes you did that's Sarah's turn then my turn to go first it is my poem is called who were you who were you before he drained your soul all i can sense are pains and teardrop stains dried up by this emotional inferno but I can also sense this joy that you want to let thrive, but fear that you'll lose it completely if it's revived. Really, who were you before he broke your heart? I can see that you were once full of light, but now you have a full-blown war with the dark. And the darkness is slowly overcoming the light, but my dear, you must fight. Tell me who you were before he took your trust, going after your love with an emotional bloodlust. And I can see your newly found reservations but also the side of you that wants to push through the hesitations. Honestly, who were you before he introduced you to tears? I can see the leftover tracks and smears. I can also see that those eyes don't want water to, don't want to water again unless from bliss. And I'm just hoping that maybe I can see to this. So don't worry about who you were before because I'm here to see who you can become. I'm here to restore that soul to back to where it's come from. So don't worry about who you were, but who you will be with me. Aw, snap, snap, snap. Yeah, you know, reading it though, I don't want it to like, I don't want it to sound like a self journey is not something that you should be thriving for. Like, oh. you don't depend on another person to help you heal. Mm, like, no. don't depend on that. But if I can deliver a message to you, if you can't do that, then I can fill in the gaps. That's how I oh. look at it. That was so nice. And now. Mine is so not nice. <laughs> contrast. <laughs> yes, for some <laughs> contrast. Ironically, it is entitled Love Poems. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, all I ever did was write you love poems. Okay, maybe not love poems, but hate poems. You make me so sick, just get out of my face poems. I should leave poems. Your lies have suffocated me to the point that I can't breathe poems. End of the world poems, oh, that's your girl poems? I'm tired of this shit and that's the truth and the truth hurts poems. But I wrote you love poems. Some, you're my tree poems. Some, no matter what happens, I just can't seem to leave poems. Some, feeling you poems. Some, my feelings are true poems. Some, no one can do it quite how you can do poems. But I never should have written them. You see, all, I, all that I did was immortalize you, create a permanent record of those things that you do, and I don't want to remember the bad hell. I don't want to remember the good. I don't want to think about what happened or better yet, what could have if you were different and if I were different. You see, I write to say my name's place in the stars to leave an imprint behind, not just some cliche scar of a broken heart that just refused to heal. See, I don't want to be that girl. I need to write about what's real. 
like how people are losing homes, how our government lies. Oh, we're not in a recession, but we can see it with our eyes. How God's voice seems to get lost on us each and every day. You see, he's yelling at us, yet he seems so far away because we're so caught up in the stress and the strife, never thinking about the one who gave us this life. How a black president, this is very dated, how a black president has now become possible when just a few years ago, no one thought it was logical or probable or had a chance in hell happening. It's history in the making and I am a part of it. And these are the things I should be writing about. Floods in one part of the country where others suffer through, through droughts. Yes, I used to write you love poems or hate poems depending on the day, but I can't write them anymore. You see, there's nothing left to say. I'm inspired by life. And that's the way it should be. So no longer do I give you this immortality through these spoken words. Time to move on to things that really deserve a place in eternity. There is no you and me or us. Just this pen in my hand and a voice in my head that is so softly saying that words are forever. Okay. Snap, snap, snap. You left that dude for the news. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, as I was reading, I was like, this shit dated as shit. Because when I wrote it, it was when we were kind of going, we were going through a recession, but everybody wasn't ready to call it a recession yet. It was before mm-hmm. Obama became president, obviously, but when he was running. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty dated. <laughs> but it works out. Love poems. Or not really. Hate poems. Whatever. That was good. Ah, so questions. We don't really have. Well, we, we have have a response yes. from Colin. Love Colin. Cracker Barrel. Uh, I don't love Colin for this response. Cracker Barrel is racist as fuck. It's not. I will not eat at Cracker Barrel. Not now. Not it's ever. So good. I only eat soul food that originates with black cooks and or ownership. Period. Laugh out loud. You won't want to eat some Jamaican food cooked by a Korean person and vice versa. LOL. F Cracker Barrel and F Country Music. Cheers, Colin. F Country Music. Yes. But Cracker Barrel, I just I, I went like to Cracker Barrel this week. <gasps> How was it? Mediocre. Oh, nigga. What you mean? What did you get? I got uh one of the like big old country boy breakfasts or some shit. Okay. It came with grits. Mm-hmm. Gravy, Restaurant grits are never good. Biscuits. Eggs. Because uh, Shogun from the government name in in our messaging you know group mentioned that uh, casserole has brown. I got casserole. Has brown casserole. You got that? Yeah, I got bacon and sausage. Okay. And uh, and apples. You got the baked apples? Yeah. You didn't like the baked apples? I liked them, but there wasn't nothing special about them. A lot, of, but you can't get them everywhere. I can get them in my kitchen. I mean, going out to a restaurant, you cannot get them everywhere. I don't care, like. I can duplicate everything they made on their better. Well, of course you can. That's not what rest- the bacon restaurants wasn't exist. bad, okay. but the sausage was horrible. I would the get grits bacon. were not good. Grits the and restaurants are never good. We're okay. The eggs were okay. That hash casserole was okay. The biscuits was the highlight. The biscuits are delicious. Biscuits was the highlight, but still and not the worth the experience. With the apples, where you went? Why you didn't let me know? It was a last minute. I'm hungry. I got an hour and a half before my next client. Oh, okay. So I can sit somewhere. Uh, and then I was riding by and I saw it. I was like, this conversation I just had with myself about food means I'm supposed to go into this place. Yes. And I did. And I do not feel any different about it than I did before <laughs> I walked in. I don't understand you people. I mean, it was a sign up that it said it had an old country looking dude that looked like he Colonel Sanders' cousin. <laughs> 
on a sign that said general store. Yeah. And I could just imagine in my head next to that sign saying whites only. <laughs> <laughs> it like, it just don't feel like that was, it wasn't meant for me. Well, where the fuck was you at where you had a hillbilly delight or you didn't have it, but it Mug was there. Mug shots. I went to mug shots <laughs> and I was looking around and there was so many little tiny differences. They used to have big cups. Now they got little plastic cups. They used to have, uh, they menu was different. Mm-hmm. It used to be a full menu you could open up and stuff. And that was just like a laminated piece of paper. The pictures of the owners used to be on the wall. So they were gone. And I asked the server if they was going through some corporate restructuring because them the little changes you see mm-hmm. when they go through corporate restructuring. They don't try to change a whole bunch of stuff at one time when a place is already successful. Mm-hmm. They just have a plan to change these little bitty things bit by bit so people don't recognize it. And uh, and they added some new sandwiches to the menu and one of them was called a Hillbilly Philly. <laughs> I would never order something called a Hillbilly Philly. Hell no. I don't really care if it was the most delicious thing no. on the planet. It's called a Hillbilly Philly. How you look asking for that shit? Like, no. No. No, that's a horrible name. But I said that to say that they're going to be little new. I feel like those little nuances of of, of racism or segregation still exist. Like you, I feel like you could go to most places and find some shit that you'd be like, like whether it be something on the menu or something within the restaurant itself. I mean, before Hillbilly Philly, I don't know if mugshots had that. Mm-mm. I don't know if they had anything else in Mm-mm. there that was questionable. No, they didn't. Just now, Hillbilly Philly, which ain't nothing about the word Hillbilly positive. No. Why not. would they name it something uh, like that? What kind of sandwich is it? What's on it? It's a. Uh, um, it's like a Philly cheesesteak. It's their version of a Philly cheesesteak. But okay, I understand. I want to, you know, maybe you want to like put a southern spin on it. But not hillbilly. I know it rhymes, but it just you could have came up with something. I else. don't know what was hillbilly about it. I didn't read. I just read the name. Probably nothing. I, was, I mean, it, what what could be hillbilly about? Like, what would you I don't see know, on a sandwich made it between cornbread yeah. <laughs> or some shit? Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. I definitely wouldn't eat that. But even so, even you got a restaurant with a questionably named item on the menu. And then you got a restaurant where it's like walking into the restaurant that uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin walked in on Life. Oh, nigga You know, pies. where they sell white-only pies. Yeah. Well, this is white-only breakfast. <laughs> you, how much it take to turn them white-only breakfast into nigga breakfast? Oh, my God. I don't want to be turned into nigga breakfast, okay? I, I don't either. I don't and I have eaten Cracker Barrel to do that. I have eaten at Cracker Barrel at least once a year for probably the last ten years because we when um once a year? At least, I'm oh. saying. So I've eaten it yearly. Because when we go to Huntsville, we always go get breakfast together at Cracker Barrel. So like I go I mean I've gone more than that, but at least once a year I'm I'm in Cracker Barrel with family. I was the only black person dining. Yeah. Have I ever? No, the one at Huntsville. 
There's always black people in there. Cause people go there after like church and shit. So only black person dining out in there. Cracker Barrel was a store, uh, the restaurant that I went to. I think I, I don't know if you remember this. I posted it on Facebook. It was a little while ago. Um, I went, I went and got food with uh, one of my friends, and we looked over, and this lady had brought a bowl of soup. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. She brought like a Tupperware bowl with some soup in it and like a bottle of water. Now her husband ordered food from there, but I just, <laughs> why would you do that? Like She probably feel the way I feel about Cracker Barrel. She was white. She wouldn't feel that way. She might be an ally. Maybe. She might don't she like would, being in the face of other oppressors. She looked like she was like one generation removed from them saying niggas. So maybe, I don't know. You know, on them old pictures, it's some white people that was holding the black folks' hands to get into the school, and it was some people holding the sign that say "Go home, niggas." Yeah. <laughs> you know, she could have been one of the older hands. <laughs> exactly, though. exactly. And her husband probably was on the opposite side of the spectrum, because outside of racial issues, white people can just connect on other shit. Yeah. They connect on other shit. I just thought it was so fucking weird that she was sitting there eating a bowl of soup that she brought from home. <laughs> like, and she just took it out like it was nothing. Now, I feel like if my black ass do in any restaurant, not just because of Cargo Bird, I feel like if I go to a restaurant and I'm with somebody who is ordering food, if I pulled out a bowl with some shit I brought from home, I feel like they would ask me to leave or say, we don't allow outside food. <laughs> they might. Like, I don't feel like I could get away with doing that. And you know what? The, the problem, the crazy thing in America is whether that is true or not, like, a lot of black people believe that shit. Yeah. I wouldn't even try it because I feel like they would ask my ass to leave. You know, we don't allow outside foods. You have to order from here. Did nobody say shit to this lady? Like, the server came over, took the husband's order and left. I'm sure they talked shit about it in the back. Like, this bitch had up with some soup because it just was so weird. But nobody said anything to her. Nobody asked her to leave or call the police or none of that shit. Ridiculous. Um, so the only question that I have, other than Colin's comment, is what song have y'all been uh, playing on repeat lately? Um, Daytona album. Is that Pusha T? Yeah, by Pusha T. I, I like it. I have actually been listening to Everything Is Love. Surprisingly, I don't I listen, listen to all to the it, songs. But I ain't got title, so I have to steal the songs, <laughs> which I don't have oh, a problem doing. They rich. It's on Spotify. It is. It's, a, it's when a, that happened. Like uh, two days after it was on title. It's on Spotify. Is that because they finna get sued? I don't oh, know. Oh, okay, so I can listen to it now. Yeah. I, I would say guilt-free, but I don't feel guilty about stealing songs. Here's what's hilarious is on one of the songs, Beyonce takes a shot at title saying, I mean, at, at Spotify saying, if I cared about streaming, I would have released Lemonade on Spotify because she never put it on Spotify. But you put this motherfucking album on I don't there. think that's a shot at Spotify. I think it's just that Spotify stream counts financially, but titles don't. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's just a difference in how those two systems work. Well, but so, obviously, they care about the money this time. Because <laughs> it is on Spotify. 
this time. And well, it they was on like now because of Kanye. Like I said, it was like two days later. It was a, it's you know normally like a week exclusive on title or whatever. It was like two days, like two days after it was on title, it was on Spotify and Apple Music. I think they get sued because of Kanye. So they, what did Kanye do? When Kanye released his last album, uh, "The Life of Pablo," mm-hmm. he pegged it as a title exclusive, and so a whole bunch of people got title memberships mm-hmm. for that album, and then he released it on other shit that they already had it on. Like the next day, uh, so a lot of people spent a lot of money, and it just seemed like a, a marketing strategy to get a lot of people to join title, title, but yeah. so he could still get the money or whatever he get from all them other streaming services. Wow. So they actually suing him right now for that. So I don't know, man. It's like I always make a comparison to old artists. I mean, the industry was different, but. Aretha Franklin got like 30 albums. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And you got artists like Lil Wayne and Jay-Z and people who say they're going to retire. I just feel like it's a difference between people that live the music mm-hmm. and people who use the music. Well, Jay-Z said he was going to retire and left. And- but I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, why would you ever say you're going to retire if music is what you do? It just made me feel like at the time that Jay-Z was just using music to become successful. Because, I mean, all the other endeavors he got going on now is like music was just like a platform that helped him get there. I mean, I don't know if he even feel like a level of musician that those people put it put it well, you know, what I at that level. Say, so, let me ask you this. Because I saw something... Maybe it was on Shade Room. I saw something where they were having a conversation about if there was an age that was too old to be rapping. Like Aretha does R and B, and you you could do that till you drop dead. Do you think because because of the content of what rappers usually rap about, do you think that there's an age at which people be like, oh, I want to hit his sixty old ass type on the street? You know, I'm not a Jay Z fan, but if I had to. If I had to choose a rapper that I believe progressed in a way that people should progress over their lifespan, it would be Mm Jay-Z. He started off talking about his drug dealing. After that, he moved up to, you know, life experiences. That's how I look at, um, damn it, the the album that had Heart of the City that Kanye produced most of that album. And... Yeah. To that, like, just what his experiences that moved up to talking about his life and his mom and his family and shit. All through that, you got sprinkles of, you know, materialistic, mm-hmm. I got this type now shit. Now he's talking about generational wealth. Yeah, now he's talking about generational wealth building. Yeah. If any rapper's supposed to do that, that's good. I like Pusha T album, but it's only so many ways you can say <laughs> I'm the best drug dealer <laughs> <laughs> from Virginia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just happen to like how he put the words together to say it. Jeezy, so, it's only so many ways you can find different C words to to reference to crack or cocaine. It's only so many. But that's what I mean by like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if rappers leaving is that they don't feel the music no more or if it's just weird for them to be still rapping about the same shit. Like, Jay-Z did expand and he does talk about like his what he talks about is like it makes sense for the age that he is but if you still gonna be talking about the same shit you was talking about in your 20s it's just weird to me i mean i agree that's what i'm saying that the measure is how much do you grow as an artist yeah number one 
The second thing is, I just don't see why rap of all other genres of, of anything is looked at as something that supposed to have some kind of time limit on it. You know, just because I guess is rapping looked at as something that just young people do and young people are into? I don't think so. Like I said, I don't think Jay-Z. Master P was grown when he started that yeah, shit. Yeah, he was. I don't think that, I think it's the it's the content of the music. Like Aretha Franklin, like any, well, I don't even say, Beyonce, anybody that does like R&B music, that, that doesn't really, it's about love and about emotions. It doesn't age. The shit rappers talk about has an age on it. It's like rapping about drugs and bitches and cars and shit. That's like a young person's thing. But if you if your content, your lyrical content progresses with you, then no, I don't. But I think that a lot of rappers don't progress. And so they, they end up talking about the same shit. And so it's kind of like you 40. Why? <laughs> you ain't lived that life in a long time. Like he said in one of his songs, he just turned forty. Damn, you know that's like that's weird but, to me. But the thing <laughs> is, I think that I think he raps about this point in his life that's been memorialized by his fan base. I think. I mean, I think that's the reference he made on in an interview when they asked him about you know why he's still rapping about drugs, and he said this is this is what my fan base want to hear. And realistically, I don't think he rap, he ain't rapping about him now. He's rapping about him when he was that and when he experienced that. And in his new album, he sprinkled some current stuff that happened, like one of the road managers that he had getting killed. You know what I'm saying? And, and some things like that. But but yeah, but I, I do understand how that don't represent that growth. But I've always defended people's ability to tell their story the way they tell it is because it's their story it's their experience it's their life same for comedians same for uh poets and artists and, and writers they're telling the story of their life the way they want to tell it so like i defend their ability to tell that for as long as they want to and that's one thing but that's one thing that i think r&b music is missing r&b music don't really tell a story about their life you know, not a lot of them. No, because, uh, yeah, there are, you can find some examples of it, but yeah, yeah most of it isn't. Like, rap, most of the time, but after two or three I, albums in, you know you know what that person done been through. But I feel like that should be more of a reason for the growth within the music. Like, Except Beyonce, because she released a whole goddamn album with a whole video <laughs> about her man cheating. <laughs> That's directly tied to her shit. Yes. But I feel like, I am no closer to understanding anything about about Trey Song's life. Oh hell, listening no. to his albums, no. like I don't know his experience. He's been through his family. Rappers put that shit out there. They do. You know what I'm saying? But again, that's why I guess I just expect. I like. I am a fan of Jay Z's, and I like Jay Z because of that. Like anytime somebody like talks shit about him still rapping at his age. I defend him because it's like what he is rapping about is where he is now. He not just saying the shit. He not just doing young shit you know what i'm saying like now he they did have migos on ape shit but lyrically what he's talking about like he did follow that trend of of what the migos and and some of these other mumble rappers are doing lyrically what he's talking about in that song is not the same thing though like so with jay-z i feel like as long as he continues to be true to where he is now instead of trying to talk about shit about where he was when he was in his 20s I don't care how long he raps as long as it's, it makes sense. But like him being 40, still talking about like reminiscing about, you know, selling drugs and shit. It's just like, dude, how many albums are we going to hear about this part of your life? Like how many albums? We done heard this shit already. Like you saying it in a different way, but it's the same story. 
Um, and so I think that's what the the difference is with rap than other genres of music is just that um, it can have it can feel like it has an expiration date if what you're talking about is rooted into like some young shit. Mm-hmm. Then people kind of be kind of over it. <laughs> I I'm over it. Let me not speak for other folks. I get over it. I have not listened to Pusha T's album. I have no desire to to listen to it. Actually, I ain't listened to none of the shit Kanye had a hand in. Like I haven't listened to Nas. I haven't listened to Kanye's album. I haven't listened to none of that shit. Mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor. I haven't listened to none of those albums. But um, everything is love has been on repeat for me. Ape shit and Boss specifically. Those two songs. I'd be interested to hear uh, some of the other guys' opinion on on that, especially Cole Jackson yeah. from Government Name and AC Blow yeah, in terms music, of yeah. what's the measure of a rapper's, you know, what's the end game for a rapper? You know, is there supposed to be a point in which they grow or is it okay if they rap about that same experience they have for forever? Because, like, what about some of these, like, um, MC Light, um, like some of these uh, rappers that came like before Jay or around that time. Like a lot of them, they they do other shit now. Like they're not still making albums. So I just don't know what the determining factor is for whether or not you continue or not. Like MC Light, you still see her on award shows. She usually be um, not hosting. She always been an MC though. Like this is her name. (laughs) She's always like been the MC. Yeah, I guess. But But just from that era of music, like nineties, nineties rap. Let's say that. How many of them are still current? Look, Kim start, but she bank. She she just filed bankruptcy. She she kind of got her. It's a lot of rappers that. I, I'm not deep enough in the rap, you know. Yeah, this and I, you know what, AC Blowhead gonna probably explode because sometimes when we talk about things that he would like to like have an input on, but he can't because he's listening. Drives him crazy. Yeah, this whole section of my ass is gonna probably make his head explode. Um, but maybe we could get them to come on the show and do like a music based. Y'all let us know. Would y'all be interested in a music based? We can't do questions obviously because niggas don't want to write in, but. Maybe we could do like a music based show. Maybe. Cause them niggas know plenty. They we we toddlers in this conversation and yeah. they grown ups with corporate you know, corporate <laughs> interests and stock options and shit <laughs> in this conversation. Pretty much. So I I don't claim to know a lot. I just Hell listen no. to it because I listen to what but, I like. That's what I basically But you know what I mean? Of. I listen to Kanye West album. I don't know what I heard really. It's a lot of moments in these albums that he's like Is taking that up. Scoopity doopity poopity song on there. Mm-mm. Okay. It's a lot of it, in these songs. Kanye is justifying some of the shit he had been doing before these albums came out. In mm-hmm. one of uh, Pusha T songs, he said, um, "How they treat you when they stop you? A MAGA hat let you slide like a drive-through." You know what I'm saying, like. But he like a make America great again hat in your car ain't finna help shit if no. you get pulled over by a police Hell for a reason. No. But it's one thing that Pusha T say in his album that I can't support. I can't support the context of it. 
because he say, and I understand it's, it's rap, but he says he makes a reference to a, a woman, Harvey Weinstein, and him. He said, um, I don't want her to Harvey Weinstein the kid. Good morning, Matt Lauer. Can I live? Jesus. <laughs> I just can't. Like, Harvey Weinstein shouldn't have been out here Harvey Weinstein and women. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't like the idea that it's about the women. <laughs> and I know it's just rap. I know it's just a lyric. I don't know exactly what he meant. I don't know if he just wanted to rhyme shit, but I just had to say, I just had to say that I don't like that line. Yeah. Because it's just got so much hidden under it, just it, it's a little problematic for all the people that's probably listening to his album and enjoying it. I would just hate for people to listen to it and be like, Yeah, they shouldn't have Harvey Weinstein that man, you know what I'm saying? I, I hate for that to be a thing, yeah. I, Harvey Weinstein is a he's a fucked up dude, and the women that he did all that shit to, he did all that shit to it. The women didn't do nothing to him, he did something to. Yeah, then, you know what I'm saying. So I just, I just had to say that I've been, I've been rapping with the song and skipping that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. The level of, the level of awareness that I've come to try to achieve in in society is trickling over everywhere. It's trickling over into entertainment. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, his stand up. Mm-hmm. I was not laughing at the trans stuff. Some of it was funny. But like I was not laughing at the trans stuff that he was talking about. Yeah. I'm just trying to be as aware in my allyship or what I consider my allyship as possible. But whatever. All right. Well, if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and send it to us that way. Conversation Con Artist. We would love to hear from you. Um, so apparently uh, you can't sell water on a hot day. You know how kids have lemonade stands? This is where your name came from? This is where my name came from. Kids have lemonade stands. Kids have lemonade stands. Kids have had lemonade stands forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Which little- is, I mean, with... It's really kind of like cardboard mostly. Yes. That you know, that's not a stand for real. Like <laughs> anything you could just put stuff on ain't don't constitute a stand or a desk. Sometimes it's just a cardboard box that you can put stuff on. Anyway. A woman that is now being referred to as Permit Patty. Mm. Uh walked by a little girl, a little black eight year old girl that was selling water on a hot day. And threatened to call the police on this child because she said she didn't have a permit to sell water. So the little girl's mom started recording the lady, like, you know, talking shit about it. Like, oh, she doesn't want, you know, she's going to call the police on a little eight-year-old for selling water. And then the lady, which was so stupid, tried to, like, crouch down behind the stairs. Ma'am, we can still see you. <laughs> So after, of course, there was backlash and, and you know how Black Twitter gets, um, they released her real name, which is Allison Edel. And Edel. Yes. After all this happened, uh, she told Huffington Post that her actions had no racial component to it and that her call to the police was pretend. She says the girl and her mother were a disturbance, as she claims. They were screaming about what they were selling nonstop every two seconds. She admits to having asked the building security guard to make them stop or quiet down. 
Okay, so if the security guard for the building didn't give a fuck, walk by. Why are you standing out there? Like, just walk on by. Leave. Let us sell the water. The fuck? It's some white people out here that... I just don't understand. It's some white people out here have Super Saiyan level <laughs> entitlement. I just... If it don't got nothing to do with you, why are you getting in it? I mean, I just don't understand. And if you got a problem with my eight year old selling water, <laughs> you finna be calling the police on me. <laughs> you know, I imagine. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I don't have that sense of I'm gonna fuck you up because of you something you're doing to my kid. But I would imagine, yeah, probably that so. I wouldn't be happy with somebody. No. On that jump. No. I want to cuss out. It wasn't even my kid because it's stupid. Like, what the fuck? And Allison, would you like to know what Allison does for a living? What she do? She sells cannabis. She sells weed? For dogs. For, like, pet products. How, <laughs> she literally sells cannabis. How entitled But you get mad at her for selling water. What kind of pet cannabis? Is, I did, first of all, let me say, I didn't know that was a thing. I knew cats had catnip. Cats, cats got wine, too. And dogs have wine, beer, dog beer. Did not know they had cannabis for, for pets. Uh, maybe I need to get rid of me some. <laughs> not from Allison. If Allison is doing it, I'm sure somebody else sells it. So I'm, I'm not going to get any from Allison. But maybe some pet cannabis will mellow him out <laughs> What is it illegal? Anyway, you sell cannabis, ma'am, for a living. You got mad at this little girl for selling water. And I don't believe, well, the police didn't show up, so maybe she did pretend. But, like, ma'am, that don't make it no better that you were threatening an eight-year-old with calling the police on her. That's, that doesn't make it better because you didn't actually call the police. The I, whole situation makes you look bad as fuck, ma'am. I feel like every white person should get on black Twitter for like an hour a week. Because <laughs> I feel like she, didn't, she don't know about Barbecue Betty. <laughs> I feel like white people need to get on black Twitter yeah. an hour out of the week just yes. to see what in the world white people is doing to black people and how they need to chill. Yeah. I really think that that would help some stuff. Yeah. It would, because uh, this is the same exact situation. Some shit that didn't have nothing to do with you at all, that wasn't hurting you or anybody else, that you just involved yourself in because you felt a certain type of way about it. None of this. The barbecuing with the charcoal in a park where there was they were allowed to barbecue ain't got shit to do with you. This little girl selling water ain't got shit to do with you. You don't want the water, don't fucking buy it. You know how many times fucking girl scout season walk around and i walk past them little motherfuckers on into walmart i don't want to buy no cookies so i don't buy them i'm not gonna stand out there and be like could you could you be a little quieter with the the yelling of the cookies like just mind your business like mm -hmm. who cares hell even when and this is annoying when niggas be outside selling their mixtapes that's annoying too i never feel an inclination to call the police on them niggas i just be like no thanks and go get about my business. I don't want your mixtape. No, thank you. That's it. Like, <laughs> my initial reaction is never, let me call the police. This thing that's going on that I don't like or agree with, let me call, like, that never crossed my mind. 
shit when shit actually happens where i do need to call the police i even question that like do i need to call the police is this a police situation like i'm not really involved in this <laughs> maybe not like it's i'm never like trigger happy to call the police i do not understand why you would see a little girl selling water and get mad and i just seen little kids doing this shit before i understand the difference in the white community and the black community and how we interact with the police i understand that i just don't understand what activates the level of petty that would cause you to call police on a child that is you know and she started saying stuff like she supports young entrepreneurship yeah. and <laughs> she will buy water from the girl. After people got in her ass. Yeah. Uh, and apparently uh, her company product has been boycotted and she was supposed to be doing some documentary probably about doing pet cannabis because I can't imagine that that's something that's really well known. And they have retracted the offer from her because of this negative press that she didn't got. I'm just saying, man, how how high does your entitlement have to be that you can be a drug dealer for animals and you can't even allow <laughs> a girl to sell a natural resource to people who are hot on the streets? How entitled do you have to be? She came out there like, this is my block. <laughs> you ain't finna sell nothing on my block. This is mine. She's like a drug dealer. I feel like it's like. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she really is like a drug dealer. Like, this is my block. The original job of the police was to take, protect white people and their stuff from black people. And that's how they use the police. And and it's, we can't know. She say it ain't no racially racial component to it, but. I'm just sorry. I just believe if them were white girls out there, there wouldn't have been no call. She would have bought a bottle of water from them. And I mean, kids say, just, I'm just thinking of all the instances where I've seen kids out. Schools, they don't have no permits, but like they'll talk to like uh, AutoZone or whatever and they'll let them stand out there and do like um, wash, your, wash your cars for a fundraiser. I just have seen kids selling so many different types of shits. I never get upset about it. Like, I don't want you to wash my car. And I'm not going to give you money to wash my car. But, like, I don't ever get upset. White, black, don't matter. I, I just don't. I just cannot understand how you could walk past that little girl and get so irritated that you cause all of this ruckus when you could have just walked the fuck on by and, and continued on about your day. And now you all over the news and shit looking like an asshole when you could have minded yo business, I guess it don't Katie. surprise me man I guess it don't surprise me because we sit here in this whole debate about these kids and everybody keeps saying it's a we live in a nation of laws and the law is that you need a permit and here we are with uh with a white lady calling a girl on a little kid like ain't no bad if you would see kids taken away from their families as an intentional policy and the best thing you can say is you should have followed the law. The same as if a young black man is running away from the police, as we're going to talk about later. Yep. Uh, and, and the best thing that people can say is you shouldn't have been running. You should have been obeying the law. I, I, I guess I can understand how somebody so petty can look at somebody selling water on the street without a permit. And they call the police. Have you ever watched the show Cops? Yes. Do you know how much ridiculous shit white people do on cops? They don't get shot. They run. They fight the police because a lot of times they be on... Like, it's so much shit that white people do with the police they live through. 
and nobody ever like it just it makes me mad when i hear people say well you shouldn't have been running from the police no <laughs> because if that was the case then every single person that runs from the police regardless of what color they were would get shot in the back because you ran from the police cross the board running from the police equal a bullet in the back that's what it would be cops like because cops is mostly white folks there'll be some black people maybe some hispanic folks on there but a lot of time it is white folks doing white people shit and like the police are so nice and i don't think it's because the cameras are there i really don't i think it's because there's just a different set of rules i mean at this point i feel like cops the show because it's edited i feel like they just shot the black people and edited that shit out <laughs> and just put the part of the, the move or the TV show in where they just interact with white people in a fun, friendly, oh, I'm going to get you. No, you're not. Oh, I'm going to get you. No, you're not. Gotcha. Yeah, that was good. You know, next white person. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can't say right now. <laughs> I want to be able to say confidently. I want to be able to, like, I want to be able to say shit like I trust the police. No. I want to be able to say shit yeah. like I believe they have my best interest. I want to say that I won't be scared the next time I get pulled over. I want to be able to say that shit. I don't think that is no black people in America. I'm going to say there's no black people in America. The bulk of black people in America. You got your states to dashes in you. Yeah. Man. Well, no. Nah, I mean, I ain't even talking about them. I'm talking about the hotel. I'm talking about people that going to hate the cops regardless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's some people that just want to hate the cops. They hate them oh, systems, yeah. anarchists and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I, me and most of black America, I'm confident in saying would like to be able to say the same shit about police that white people say. Yes. Because either this shit don't happen to us at a disproportionate rate or it happened to everybody at the same rate. Yeah. Them two things will clear everything up. Like I said. If white people start dying the same rate per capita for their population as it happened to black people. Yeah. That that sh we won't have no argument. We won't have nothing to say. They say more white people get killed by police than black people, but they don't take into they don't take into account the population. The pop they just yeah. use the numbers. Yep. That is flawed data. You can use the data in that way, but it's is is a misrepresentation. You know. But we gonna get back to talking about cops later, because I was gonna mention something about cops. Okay. Well, that was it about uh, permit patty. Listen. Uh, good white not good white all white people all white people listen don't become a hashtag don't be a barbecue betty or a permit patty out here just mind your fucking business if it ain't hurting you or somebody around you just mind your business well, i mean make sure it is overtly a problem <laughs> like on a scale of shit that's a problem maybe a person <laughs> walking around in the community with a gun saying I'm finna shoot some motherfucking body call, call the, the police, police. Yes. if it's an 8 year old black girl with a fucking bottle of water in her hand saying hey cold water for you hot people that's not a callable don't call the police for that no please don't Don't call. measure when you should call <laughs> versus when you should and maybe we need to make like a flow chart <laughs> I'm sure it's already some out there I'm sure it is somebody I'm has actually made seen one, one. it's yeah. a flow chart is there a threat <laughs> <laughs> should you like you know it started to talk is there should you call the police is, is there a, a threat no yes no Don't do not call, call the, the police, police. Yes. yes what kind of threat is yep. it is it a violent <laughs> threat is it a threat to your pro like that's it's, it's got to be a flow chart out here for that shit <laughs> anyway 
Getting back to Super Saiyan level entitlement, white man blocks Atlanta doctor from entering her own home. So this wait, what? White man blocks Atlanta doctor from entering her own home. So she was trying to go into her place where she pay bills. Yes, but not her house, her her complex. So he stopped in front of her while she was trying to get into the gates, the gated community. And she had the little buzzer. She pressed the button. Thing raised up. And he won't move. Why? He's, he didn't. He said he didn't believe she lived there. Even with the little buzzer thing, he didn't believe she lived there. And they had an exchange, and he was basically like, "I don't believe you live here. <laughs> I ain't moving my car. I'm about to call the police." Okay. And the only reason I'm talking about this story is because. It really channels how white America feels, and it go back. It go to the immigration issue too. But he said you don't belong here. Who are you to make that fucking determination, Wait a minute, motherfucker? I mean, <laughs> he said you don't belong here. That statement speaks volumes because that's not about whether you should be somewhere. It's about whether he believes you should be somewhere, and that's what's going on with the immigration shit. They don't believe that those people belong here. It ain't about whether you legitimately have a reason to flee something. It's that you should not be in this place. This You should not be able to access this place. That's what that shit is about. And, and it's crazy because when, they, when the police came and they confronted him and she was like, I fucking live here. They pretty much asked him, so, you know, why do you believe that he don't live there either? He own one of the townhomes that's there. He don't live there. No, he don't live there. So I have more of a right to be here than you, sir, because I actually motherfucking live here. He said that they had some HVAC robberies and that he was trying to protect the property from HVAC robberies. And the president of the community said he has no knowledge of that. And he said that they were going to try to figure out who this man was so that they can uh, give him appropriate consequences but that goes to say that when this stuff happens they never get the consequences they never get consequences they can call your ass out jeopardize you from what's going on in your situation because of the uh, way that police interact with brown people in the country and you're at jeopardy but it's so they exhausting. don't get no consequences it's just exhausting i can't even go home after a long day a motherfucking saving lives in this bitch and i gotta get accosted at my gate instead of just being able to go in and lay my motherfucking head down because i'm brown what the fuck i just it is exhausting these stories are exhausting the dude in new york who was moved the when he was moving into his own apartment at night because that was the only time he had to do it and they got called the police it is exhausting you can't even exist and live they tell you to pull yourself up by your bootstrap they tell you to get a job and be a successful uh member of society and you do that and now i don't belong i'm not supposed to be here it's the same with with me seeing clients when it comes to me working in a community with foster families uh, a lot of the families live in decent communities some mm -hmm. of them live in gated communities and I have to be aware of where I am at all times and the worst thing that I hate that happens with me working in a community is when a family ain't there yet and I'm waiting for them because I just got out of my car, walked up to their house, 
rang the doorbell, and now I'm there. I used to sit on the porch because they would be like, just sit on the porch. We'll be there in a few minutes. And But people called the police on me. And the police has never showed up. They don't call the police. They call the family. Mm-hmm. They call the people. And I know it done happened a lot of times because I had a client that told me uh, it was a kid. He said, yes, the neighbors called my stepdaddy and told him that, you know, there's a black man out here. Uh, and then I had a family that the the man, the father, you know, the foster parent, he, I don't think he conceptualized that it would have offended me because he made a joke out of the neighbors calling and saying, hey, there's a black guy at your door. And he was like, well, I just got a new, just got a new big black foster kid. And I was like, okay, you know. Wow. Yeah, that, I mean, that he told me that. Jesus. But Damn. he made light of it. Yeah. Because I. I don't think like if he conceptualized how it would have potentially made me feel, he wouldn't have told me. Yeah, he would have kept it to himself. And so it's just as black people in this country, we have to be <sighs> deeply aware of where we are at all times. And if you are a black person that has gained a level of comfort that you don't feel like you having to do that, I wish I could achieve that sometimes. Because when I'm in Sam's Club, sometimes it's only me and one other black person amongst a sea of white people. Mm-hmm. That's the America that we live in. America where we got to be conscious of where we are, what we doing. And I I have ran into that stuff a lot. I've ran into a lot of microaggressions. But I haven't read into somebody that overtly in my face tell me I don't belong where I'm at. It's all passive. It's so, it's just exhausting. It's hard. It it's, really it's, is. It's, it's difficult. It's just so exhausting. I mean, even, you know. I go back and forth with having kids and the fact that I can have a child who I'm trying to teach responsibility and in the summer I say, you know, we'll get you some water, sell water, you save up this amount of money, we'll match it. Just trying to teach life lessons. And I got to deal with some bullshit because the permanent pet, just, just little things that I shouldn't have to deal with that we shouldn't have to deal with. It's just it's exhausting. And living I, in this country sometimes, it is exhausting. And the thing is, we'll go to the good white people. Is if I'm around a whole bunch of you know quote unquote good white people who who have the best intentions for seeing me as an equal, if I'm in a building and some shit turn up missing and I'm with them. <laughs> some of them going in their head subconsciously going think about me. They don't point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't point take that. If and that's the people that know me. Mm-hmm. If some strangers come in trying to assess the situation, police and stuff, they going to look at me. If a executive or head person that don't really work there come in to assess what done happened, they gonna be asking the supervisors, tell me about this guy or that guy. And, and, and it's unfortunate that skin color is the easiest measure to connect bullshit to. You know what I'm saying? So because I mean, if a white person was there dressed like the Fonz, they'll be checked like check him too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a greaser outside of looking motherfucker. You know, they'll they'll be like check him too. But by default, when that ain't there and, and brownness is, brown is the one that get that tag. Sad. Unfortunately, this is America. You know, this is America. Uh, okay, so let's take a break. I'm talking about alt white people, and let's talk about niggas. 
XXX Tenacion. I don't. I really don't know if I'm saying his name right. Tentacion. Tentacion. Uh, was murdered in Florida, and you know it's been all over the news, and everybody's been talking about it. And there are people. You know, he he was only 20 in his 20 years he had not been living his best life and had been accused of domestic violence and uh had a lot of mental health issues it seemed through his his video rants he would put on instagram and some depression maybe and he talked about death a lot and and all of that but what i want to talk about is these niggas that showed up for a memorial service for this nigga and turned that shit into a riot black people <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> how in the hell does a memorial service turn into a riot where y'all jumping on cars and destroying property and what the fuck like how is that a good way to remember this and again there's already a lot of talk about and i would never say that that young boy deserved to die i just don't people who saying that i think that's very fucked up i don't know him again what i do know about him wasn't the greatest but he was also a 20 year old and i don't know who he would have become had he not been killed so i i just i am not comfortable with people that being like fuck him he don't nobody give a shit about him he was a piece of shit like that's terrible um but <laughs> this riot shit don't help <laughs> why 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 would you know whitney died and and people went to the fear it was lovely and beautiful it was great uh I, I, tupac when tupac died i just a riot <laughs> really why are y'all riding in the streets niggas uh so well, these people that was invited, it like people crashed the funeral and wild out. It wasn't a funeral. It was just a memorial, a big ass memorial service oh. that they decided to have. Um, and like, have you seen the video? Mm-mm. Look at this shit. No, I'm not gonna throw my damn phone. Why not? <laughs> because I would throw it and hit the wall and it would break. No, you wouldn't. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Like why? <laughs> and so of course the police were the the SWAT team was called out and they started smoke bombing the area and all kind of shit. And it's just like niggas, what's wrong with y'all? I ain't got time. I just first of all, I'm just gonna say I wouldn't have been at the memorial service anyway because I feel like I wouldn't have been surprised that this shit happened. Um, I don't even think I've heard any of that little boy music. Um, just from one, he looked scary. Can we just talk about this for a second? Mm-hmm. He looked so scary and so unfortunate, and it was not. At first, I thought he was just making himself had them bags under his eyes, but they've been like showing like little, you know, young pictures of him. That nigga was just born looking tired all the time. Like he had horrible bags under his eyes all the time. From the time he was a babe. <laughs> he just looks scary to me. So I never listened to the music. I don't know. I know nothing of his music. Like I said, I know that he was accused of beating his girlfriend. That was another thing that you niggas did. The girlfriend, like, was setting up a little memorial. And the fans set her memorial and shit on fire. 
ran off. Like, why? Some people just look for reasons to be able to. It's too much. To wild out. Sit I mean, the fuck down. Jesus were those people God. fans? Were those people? Supposedly they were fans, but. Uh, <laughs> so as it pertains to this guy, it's a couple of dialogues that I don't like. I do not like people comparing this man to Tupac. Oh my God. Because they, they're they taking the bare minimum connection <laughs> of just dying young and putting them two together. Okay, that's number one. The second one is the idea that we are supposed to give him credence no. for what he could have been no. versus what he was when he died. Um, yes. He had as much potential as the dude to murder them become to become better than they were had they, you know, not ruined or uh, not had their lives impacted somehow. Um, but we, because people were saying, you know, if tw- Malcolm X died when he was twenty years old, then he would have been a drug dealer. What the fuck? <laughs> so, Why are y'all comparing? Okay. I mean, Jesus. You will be reaching. You like have to become what you're supposed to be before you get credit for it. Yes. I'm just not going to accept leaving this blanket over somebody who could have became something but didn't. He wasn't using his platform. Let me not say he wasn't using his platform. He wasn't behaving in his life the way that somebody you're supposed to put on that pedestal should perform. And he or behave. talked about death all the fucking time all of these videos that i have been seeing that he again he was i guess real um active on instagram he talked about dying all the time like he obviously has some mental health problems like a lot of people in the industry have that go unchecked um but yeah like again i all i know about him is is what he did while he was here now that don't mean that I felt like he. I don't feel like anybody. Like I, I just, I don't. Anytime somebody die, I'm not out here like, fuck them. They deserve to die, <laughs> and I hope they burn in hell. Mm. <laughs> now that's too much. But I don't. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like he. You know, was the second coming of Tupac. It's just the alternative perspective that I have, that I've had to accept and adopt, because of what I do. I work with a lot of kids, and when I listen to Lil Uzi Vert, which I be trying to avoid listening to these artists that have catchy songs. Is Lil Uzi Vert the one that may or may not be gay? Had a Mm -hmm. little red braid? Yeah. And I like his song, EXO Tour Life. If you've heard- I don't um, listen to none of these little niggas. The hook goes, I don't really care if you cry. On the real, you should have never lied. I told her when she looked me in my eye, baby, I'm not afraid to die. Push me to the edge. All my friends are dead. Like, I don't know if you heard that. No. So, (laughs) yeah, it's like, push me to the edge. I I think I said the part before that wrong. Uh, All my friends are dead. But that, when I heard that song, I started to wonder if there is room in in our society and, and rap for people to emo rap. talk about depression. Emo rap. Yeah, emo rap. That's what because I'm, it's like Linkin Park, but, or but like rap. 
and that's the thing. It's like it's a lot of people having these experiences, and I don't. I don't think Lil Uzi Vert is healthy for that. But he's talking about something that people experience. The reason I don't think he's healthy for it is because he's talking about self medicating with Xanax and and different drugs and substances. Yeah. But I do think that there is room for that genre because it's a lot of little black a, kids. I have a kid that I used to work with who called me when this man died. Mm-hmm who has suffered with depression and suicidal ideations and this is the only artist he's ever been able to listen to that reflected his experience in life Mm -hmm. it's been no other artists and i watched a little compilation video of the stuff that he says and like maybe at the end of his concerts he'll have like a motivating message about not giving up and all that shit you've been through that depression that wanting to die I've been through it and I still go through it today sometimes too, but the but you have to live with a purpose. Like I listen to some of the words he's saying, and I can see through those words. I ain't listening to none of his songs, but I can see through his words how a kid like that that I've worked with yeah. can connect to him. And I can also see how when Tupac died, all of the people who was listening to Rakim B and who weren't really valuing Tupac because of their age and mm-hmm. that they've kind of advanced over what his level of of rap presented i can see them feeling the same way about tupac and me feeling what because the kid i worked was 14 one of them is 14 and i was 14 when tupac died you know what i'm saying so i don't want to invalidate these kids experience and if it's i'm not gonna judge what his output was because i'm not gonna be able to look at it right because i don't really I'm not into him. I'm not into his genre. I'm not yeah. into the people. Emo rap. But I'm looking at him through the lens of now of what he provided to the people who he provided something to. Yeah. And I think that's that's the only thing I can give him, though. I can't give him a pass on what he could have done with his life because it ended early. You know, whatever he gave to all these youth that listened to him, they got it, but he abused some women. He did. You know, that's... Well, that. before, because I don't need nobody in the fucking comments. Allegedly. Like, I think one of the cases had been dropped. Let me just say this to motherfuckers who be so quick. Well, the, the charges got dropped. That happens a lot. That doesn't mean niggas ain't shit. It means that women get scared and they drop charges. Yeah, Nelly case getting dropped <laughs> with that girl do not mean Nelly didn't do what he said. That just means... He actually... They actually physically had that interaction that's happened. That that happened. It's just perceptual as to whether she was forced into doing it or whether, you know, it was, you know, it's perception, it's perspective. It's, it's, he said again, she say It don't mean, but people take it to mean when the charge get dropped, oh, she was lying. Nope. He ain't do nothing. Okay. Considering yeah, how mean. y'all was bullying this damn girl and burning her shit when she was trying to set up a memorial, I can imagine that a lot of his fans was threatening her and I, I just charges being dropped does not to me legally that means that that person is not guilty that doesn't mean they ain't fucking do it though so please miss me with that shit yes she dropped the charges that happens a lot though that happens quite a lot bitches drop charges every day b but that doesn't mean shit emily b going to court with fabulous and we all know he knocked her goddamn teeth out that don't mean shit <laughs> That is the cycle of abuse. That's what it looks like. Uh, so you can kiss my ass about that, but you know, 
So allegedly he abused women because I know somebody. He had never been charged with it. Okay, allegedly, but more than likely that nigga did it. <laughs> but I'm going to start looking at him through the lens of who I know that's connected with him somehow, and just trying to look at him through that value. I just know the next time I see this this kid, he gonna have me listen to that song yeah. or one of his songs, and yeah. I listen to it. <clears throat> but I hope he choose a good one. That's all I got to say. <laughs> You gonna choose what perceptually is a good song? I hope yeah. so, cause that's gonna be what, the only one I hear. <laughs> Unless you make me listen to another one. I'm like, I, I do this soundtrack to my life with with the kids, mm-hmm. and I always tell them that I will listen to the song. I just, I need to stop saying that shit. Yeah, quit saying you're gonna listen to that junk. Because Go read the God lyrics damn or something. It, it is horrible. <laughs> Like and they all pick the same type of songs and shit. And I'm mean, like, why I say I was gonna listen to this shit? So now I didn't stop saying that. <laughs> I don't say I'm gonna listen no more. I'm look the lyrics up. But sometimes they'll be like, can we play this one? Cause I, you need to fuck shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can play like five minutes of it. That's it. So you need to let me know what I need, where, where I need to go in the song to get the most meaning. Cause I, uh, five. So I'm just gonna mention this real quick because I'm just not, I'm not interested in this talking about this. I've been trying to avoid talking about police shootings and stuff. Uh, but Antoine Rose, 17 year old that got shot in the back, uh, in the back, and cops. That's what I was gonna talk about. Cops, cops, cops. When I watched it, I didn't really watch it. I it came on. they're like I'm season saying, 40 or some shit I'm just saying yeah. I only saw it when I walked in And somebody else was watching it Or if it came on after a show I was watching And I ain't had a remote in my hand <laughs> This back when I was a kid You know Yeah. Sometimes the remote just ain't in a good place And, and you, you ain't gonna like, move it. You know mm-hmm. yeah. Cops led me to believe that that's what happened They, they chase people White you know? people That <laughs> I just thought that police officers had a healthy regimen of running and treadmill work and footwork and jumping over fences. Like I just thought that the, the police academy just make you do all the stuff that they was doing to, to find people. Police academy does train them to do that, but I, that ain't what they do. They do have I'm to. I'm just saying. I thought it was a healthy regimen of that. Yeah. I thought. I mean, I just would imagine that out in the field doing police work. You're going to be running a lot. Yeah, well, that's if you don't shoot first. <laughs> but this video, it, it's really hard. So anyway. I didn't watch the video. I can't okay, watch it Okay, a kid, kid got shot. Uh, apparently, the they say the car that they was in had, they found two guns in it. Okay. The boy had an empty clip in his pocket. Okay. Uh, when it happened, and the the car had gunshot, on. so they the cops say that he was investigating a potential a car that's been part of a potential shooting. Okay. Uh, when he pulled the car over, he pulled it over. They ran, and he immediately got out and shot. He didn't go try to get nobody's story. He didn't try to see if it was justified. He didn't judge during executioner. You know what I'm saying? He decided at that moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you. I'm not gonna chase you. The crazy thing about this is this police officer in January was relieved of duty from the campus that he was working on as a police officer. Because it just he had been just it just reported that he'd been terrorizing the black people on the campus. 
he had only been on duty for an hour of his first shift. Shit. Before this happened. Damn. This is what the reports are saying. Let me not. I don't want that to be in stone on my word. But the reports are saying <laughs> he was an hour into his duty, saw this car, got out and shot this boy. Now, even if the boy was participating in the bullshittiest of bullshit, that officer didn't know that. Nope. That officer didn't. That boy could have been kidnapped or some shit. Like, how you know he wasn't kidnapped? And was running because he and finally running got an Oh, please. Now I'm gonna, he have no idea. The likeliness of that is low. But I'm just saying, he don't know. And if you don't know, you shouldn't be shooting. He was not in any danger. Wasn't nobody running towards him. Wasn't nobody reaching for nothing. He was running away from you when you shot him. Like, uh, it's exhausting being black in this country. It's exhausting. It's so much shit to worry about. I mean, good. Why do, like, we have to expend mental energy to shit that white people don't. It's so frustrating. And I mean, if you're a poor white person, you got to expend mental energy to shit that wealthy white people don't. Or even middle class white people don't. But it's shit about being black that you just don't have to expend no mental energy towards. I really don't care how much you say we bleed the same blood. I don't care how much you say we all one race. I just really don't care how much you believe that this shit is equal. This shit is different. Mm -hmm. I have to think about different shit. I have to figure out ways to continue existing that you don't. And a big part of that is the microscope with which we've all as black people been looked at. Our experience is common. And that goes into another uh, study is that police killings have harmed the mental health in the black communities. Imagine having to keep seeing somebody who it don't look like deserve to be shot shot. And don't get me wrong, I'm not caping for every black person that gets shot. It's situations where I understand why the police blasted your ass. <laughs> it, and it's situations when a white person gets shot. Most of the time when white people get shot, they're supposed to get shot. Yep. The problem is white people ain't getting shot when it don't look like they should. Yep. Black people get shot when it don't look like they should. When it don't look like a white person should get shot, they you know, go and get some Burger King with the police and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can commit all kind of crazy, heinous bullshit, yep. and they get treated with some humanity. Yep. And a black person just walking across the street get treated like a dog sometimes, depending on the officer that's dealing with them, the time of day, and whether a white person around the corner called the police on their ass because they was doing nothing that anybody else was doing. It's just the amount of energy that we have to expend to try to fit the fuck in. I've I I take pride in being a black man that now at the very from the very beginning, I got a statistic against me. I my father was not in my life. And not only was he not in my life, but he was in jail for selling drugs. That's more a diagnosis of him, not me. But as far as it pertains to me, I did not have a father figure in my life. That's where the shit stopped for me. I did everything America said do. I couldn't control that one. But I graduated high school. I ain't participated in no gangs. I went to college and got a degree. I went back to college and got another degree. I gave back to my community 
I'm currently giving back to my community. I'm working with children. I'm trying to keep these children from being those statistics that I avoided. I don't have any illegitimate children. <laughs> the only problem that the world and the government see with me is I got debt that I ain't really paying back like I'm supposed to be. That's the problem that they would have with me. But I can't I can't get rid of the brownness. If I could, I wouldn't. But I can't like I can't do anything about that. Like that seemed to be the last part in american society that they look at and wish i could do something about or or they wish they could do something about in mass and it's just it's evident that continuing to see these killings and continuing to have to expend this energy and some of the friends i don't because i'm low anxiety but a lot of the friends i have that have regular anxiety or higher anxiety getting pulled over seeing lights even if they ain't for you oh yeah this energy that has to be expended is too much and it's taken away from the mental health in the black community may you know and it might not be big today it might be chipping off a little bit but over time you can see the impact that the shit have so but that's all I'm gonna talk about. I don't. Uh, I don't know enough about the situation, because if it come out to find out that Antoine Rose done shot some people, you know, the dialogue gonna change. Um, but you would think that he ain't shot nobody because they'd have been released. That well, it ain't even that they'd been released. It just would have been a, a murder that would have corresponded with the time that they were running and. Yeah. Ain't no murders that happened at that time. Yeah. You know, so maybe he shot at somebody and, and missed and somebody shot back. Either way, that shit shouldn't have happened like that. But more information need to come out so I can get a fuller picture. It don't change the fact that that police officer didn't have no picture when he shot that boy in the back. So. Whack. Uh, so, yo, your first lady. Let's talk about Melania. My first lady. Yeah. Melania Trump. So, unless you have been just keeping your eyes completely shut, you know about this whole situation with the immigrant children being housed and separated from their parents. We talked about it a little bit, uh, like, at last week, a week before last. But, so, Melania, who has not been seen out in a while, like, it's so funny. Like, Michelle Obama was constantly doing stuff with her move, Let's Move campaign, and so she was out and about and doing shit all the time. Uh, Barbara Bush, because I don't want to just go back to the Obamas. Barbara Bush was out here doing her shit. Like, like first ladies usually are are, are seen out, you know, fairly a lot. Um, not Melania. <laughs> Melania has not been seen out a lot, and so she hasn't been seen in a while. And she was getting ready to board Air Force One to go to see these children in Texas. And Melania had on a coat with, I don't really care, do you, <laughs> written on the back of it. And it caused a bit of controversy simply because it was very, uh, it seemed very insensitive considering where she was going to and what she was going to do. Um, not to mention, first ladies, people in politics, they usually don't wear graphic like stuff we're writing on it anyway unless it like i think michelle obama had like less move shirts because it was her campaign 
But as far as just wearing shit with writing on it, probably not the best of idea because it could be misconstrued very easily. This definitely was not a good idea. Don't know who who okayed her wardrobe for this particular thing, but bad idea. Because uh, people are tying it to where she was going. Now, Trump, because he's Trump, of course, has said that she was directing that at the fake news and she's just really tired of fake news. And so that was where who she was referring to with the jacket. But why she can't speak for herself, though? <sighs> Is she going to corroborate his story? Has she spoken out? No. Is she gonna corroborate what he said, or is she gonna let it be? If she don't, her if she her hand from him, probably not. <laughs> if she don't say what he said, it just ain't true. If she don't come out and say anything, I just don't believe what he's saying. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, the Crip Keeper, what's her name? The uh, the little ugly, dried up looking lady. What's the other white? Kellyanne lady? Conway. Kellyanne Conway, Crip Keeper. Both of them have been like, it's just the jacket. I don't understand what. Pe-. First of all, let's not do that. Because Barack Obama wore a tan suit on Easter and Fox News had that shit. Like, it it was such a big deal. And I just thought that was, when that happened, I was just like, he can't wear a tan suit? Like, it's still a suit that was cut to fit him. It wasn't, you know, was nothing weird about it. It was just tan. And they, like, had a hissy fit about him wearing a tan suit and it not being presidential. The same thing happened when um, Michelle wore some dress with her, with her arms out. <laughs> they had something to say about that. But now, this bitch has on a jacket that says, I don't really care. Do you? And it's just a jacket. You know, I'm trying to... I've been trying lately to look at things in the context of not about what happened with Obama versus what happened with Trump because it really it's going to fall on deaf ears every time these motherfuckers <laughs> forgot every bit of bullshit they put President Obama through when Trump doing worse shit yeah. and they giving them passes you know they love using that shit for you know kids was locked up in these cages under Obama okay so, you know what I'm saying? The only kids that were uh, detained were kids that came to the border alone or kids that were with adults that were deemed as dangerous. These like kids are being separated from people. On purpose. On like purpose when your parents, parents get there holding their kid's hand, they, they be like, okay, let mommy hand go. <laughs> let mommy hand go. Uh-uh, get mama. You going to jail. You going through detention, and we going to fill your ass up with meds. So apparently we've been giving the kids medications and shit. Well, because I'm sure they're freaking out and crying, and I would too. So in order to assess this situation, I'm trying to look at the issues on the just what it is. Okay. Well, on just what it is, it was not a good idea to wear that jacket. On just what it is. <laughs> it looks very I'm trying, insensitive. You know, I'm trying to... I don't assume Melania is very smart. Okay. <laughs> now I give her some credit because she can speak a bunch of different languages. Wait, let me just can she speak a bunch of have, has anybody heard her speak these languages? Or is are we going off of Trump saying she can? I'm just saying. I feel like I don't know I that she can. 
think that this has been on an interview. I think that an interviewer would know. I don't think they would just say something. I, I heard that an interviewer saying that she can speak multiple languages to her credit. I don't. So I'm not just going off of nothing Trump said about his wife. I think that I would have to hear her. What speak I'm saying is, I ain't saying that I ain't saying that she can speak uh, a bunch of different languages because she been in the book. She might have just been tossed to some different countries when she was a kid or some shit. I don't know it, but I don't. I'm not gonna say that she ain't smart, but I'm gonna say <laughs> I just don't think she's adept enough to consider the things that she's doing without people telling her not to. But there should have been somebody around her that saw that jacket and was like. Probably not a good idea for you to wear this um, on Air Force One going to see these fucking kids. Like, she, somebody around her should have been like, no, bitch, take that jacket off. What you doing? Somebody should have recognized that it was a bad idea. Like, all these people who handle her, all of these people around her, somebody should have recognized that this was not going to play out well for this administration. Already, this administration looks horrible, just on its own on any regular day. I'm just, I'm really just trying not to believe that, that they are so out of touch that that shit can fly. I'm just, I can't believe that they, I don't want to believe it. I mean, it, that that's turning out to be the reality. Yes. I don't want to believe the reality. <laughs> Because it's too many people. I don't blame her. Because yes, I don't really get. Just see a model, man. I just don't. She's a model. I just expect that her to just be like, I like that jacket, and just put it on and go because that's the life of a model, you know. But another part of me is like, how much has she really embraced where she at? First of all, let's talk about this jacket, okay? This jacket was not Gucci. It was not something expensive that like a formal model would like see and be like, oh, that's fashionable, blah, blah, blah. This was a $59 jacket from Zara. This is not an expensive jacket. This was not. I wonder how long she had it. I, it's, It'll be interesting to know if she bought that shit the day before. <laughs> that, that'll be very telling. <laughs> if she done had it for two years, then that'll be. I wonder when Zara, I wonder when the jacket was made. Like. You probably we could probably look up. Probably and I'm pretty sure people have already done the research sure on the thing, but I think it's crazy, man. I, I mean it. It just was not a good idea. It was so it, it wasn't for fashion or what? Because normally it's going to be some high end brand, some really expensive thing, and they could just be like, "Well, you know, she the first lady's just very fashionable." This was like a cheap ass jacket that anybody, any old regular person, could put on. Like it just was a none of it makes sense. That whole thing does not make any sense. Um, it just, I, you know, I don't know. I. I don't have. I wonder, can you still buy the jacket on Zara? <laughs> I'm out of fucks to give with this administration. I mean, I guess I'm in fucks debt. Like they owe me some fucks <laughs> because I started with zero, <laughs> and now they are like they owe me now. I just how they went from <laughs> this is the law that Obama put in to. Well, it's not a law, but it ain't my policy. This was happening under Obama to, uh, well, he had said it had happened under Obama, but it had happened under to, 
uh, yeah, it's a policy, but I can't do nothing about it. Congress got to do something to, okay, well, I, I can do something about it. I'm going to sign this executive order. But, I mean, how all of these transitions to all of these different, and, and the supporters of him still support. And I'm going to say something about that whole situation. More than 600 members of Jeff Sessions' church charged him with violating church rules. <laughs> He go to two churches, one in Mobile, Alabama, <laughs> and one in somewhere in Virginia. Virginia, six hundred people got together and charged him with violating church rules. What the fuck that mean? What they gonna do? They gonna put his ass on the cross? What if you violate church rules? What that mean? Do you have to sit in the back pew now? Uh, do your tithes go up to twenty five percent instead of ten percent? I don't know. What does it mean? What are they gonna do? Are they going to kick them out of the church? They can't do that. That ain't a Christ-like. What does it mean? Is that just... What is church just like rules a, are he about? What rules? Like, it's a Methodist church, man. I'm pretty sure they got some Methodist church Methodist? doctrine. I'm pretty sure that your church got some old Methodist church doctrine <laughs> that dictate how y'all supposed to operate. Maybe. It we gotta be. It, yeah. it got to be... A, there has to be a distinguishment between Baptist, Episcopal, Methodist, Lutheran. It got to be well, some doctrine that... Discerns it, between all of those. Mostly the, from what I can tell, because I've gone, you know, it's the South, so Methodist and Baptist is pretty much interchangeable. I've been to Baptist churches. The service is different. There's a lot of of uh, invocations that we say during the service that Baptists don't. What say. I'm saying is that shit is got to be written down somewhere. I don't know about the. Rules, I feel it's though. like gang shit. <laughs> Methodists be like, see, we don't. We don't do testimonies <laughs> like them whole ass Baptists. We we methodical. That's why we Methodists. <laughs> Baptists don't do shit but baptize motherfuckers. We ain't got time for that. We G'd up over here, God for life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's like you're gonna trigger a whole lot of religious people. Look, ain't nobody, ain't nobody wrote no letters about all of the religious shit we be talking. That's true. We say we talk a lot of shit for about these whole religion. two and a half years. Yeah. Ain't nobody, so I feel like I'm safe. Write something about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just wonder what that mean. What what are y'all gonna do to Jeff? It was thirty nine dollars, excuse me. Sorry. Thirty nine dollars. Still trying to find and you they stopped selling it after this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even buy it. Ooh, I bet somebody can get paid off of eBay. If they just bought one, whoo, go sell that thing. <laughs> that thing is expensive now. <laughs> Damn! It don't show the uh, manufacturing date or the date that they got it. Mm-mm. And it was only in set on sale in the U.S. Maybe they gonna, uh, maybe they gonna make Jeff uh, Jeff Sessions in the communion. Maybe they gonna make him eat like <laughs> stale bread and <laughs> great Kool Aid <laughs> instead of crackers and grape juice. Maybe I don't know. I'm just, like, how they gonna impact his church experience now? Is they like we sending message straight to God for you? <laughs> we sending message to God. We letting them know that you need to be on heaven probation. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't know the point of it. And what are church rules? Are are they specifically Baptist or Methodist? That's why I'm trying to. Where the rules come from? I just have well, never been the, a with the Methodists, um, the bishops. The bishops are the we don't have like um 
What is the pope? so do the bishop make the rules? Are the rules informed on the Bible, or are these just subjective human laws and rules? They have a uh, conference every year where all the bishops get together, and they, now what they base this shit off of, I couldn't tell you, but the bishops all get together, and you can go to the conference uh, if you want to. I think maybe you can go. I know pastors can go. I don't know if like regular congregation members can go but the bishop is who hands because like if we don't like our pastor right if we don't like something that the pastor did it gets reported to the bishop and then the bishop makes the determination my grandma was in the um methodist church they had to kick the bishop out he came to church with a gun because them deacons was at his ass <laughs> I tell you, like if you couldn't get no better show on TV. <laughs> the deacons, apparently, the pastor was going gambling and stuff, and they found out that he was using some of the church money to gamble. And they had Bible study one day, which the pastor didn't run Bible study, but he came, and the deacons and, and he had bought a pistol to the church. You know, told him that he'll take care of anybody that, you know, got problems with him. And I was like, oh, my God. This is why you don't post a higher pass. So I come from the non-denominational world, mm-hmm. which I guess people would call a sanctified church. But the churches that we attended, a person just started from scratch with their own money. They bought a building. They started garnering support in the community for their church. They had their family and people come in and participate in this deacons and stuff. Every church I went to was like that. It's I like it, they church, they started their church from the beginning. You get a church assignment in the Methodist. The one I went to was called Faith Mission. Pastor Cartwright. They started that church from a little bitty building that used to be like an auto shop to getting their own church and building it up. And that, that them the churches that I'm used to. So when I was growing up, I didn't understand that concept. Of assigning pastors to churches mm-hmm. and churches going to find pastors to be the pastor of their new church and paying. I didn't pay it like the church paying a pastor to be the pastor. Mm-hmm. I had no concept of that. Or a uh, parsonage. No, the parsonage is. is it's a house that the pastor can live in. Like our, our my mom's church has um, it's a trailer, but some places it's a house where the because like. Um, you don't know where the pastor gonna live as in comparison to where he's gonna be the pastor of the church. So we had a pastor that lived in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So instead of him driving up early Sunday morning, he could come stay in the parsonage Saturday night. Actually, like, he come stay there, you know, have long he wanted to because it was basically his house that yeah. you get along with being the pastor. So yeah, they know about that. They have a parsonage. Um, but yeah. Oh. Who was it on? You or me? That was me because I was talking about her, her her coat. Yeah. Let's see what next story I want to talk about. Um, what else you got? Um, what else do I? Have? Okay, Netflix. I'm gonna go with this one. Netflix fires a top PR executive for using the N word during a meeting. Now they don't say how he used it. I don't know if he was reading a script <laughs> and it had, you know, nigga in it and he said it and the people had a problem with it. I don't know if he was like camaraderie, like, y'all know y'all my niggas. Or, you know, if he was mad and said it. But this is the second time he did it. So I imagine the first time was bordering not knowing that it was was acceptable or not. 
But the reason I brought this story up is because Netflix, it sounds like they they talk to the dear white people staff. It actually say that. Uh, it say that they cover some of this ground. But they le- they in the midst of a big statement, they said something that people never say when it comes to using the N-word. I don't know why I'm mixing up saying nigga and using <laughs> the N-word, but I guess that's just going to keep happening because it's happening subconsciously. But... Um, this is what the dude said, and this is something that we need to understand about the word nigga. He said, depending on where you live or grew up in the world, understanding and sensitivities around the history and use of the N-word can vary. Debate on the use of the word is active around the world as use of it in popular media like music and film have created some confusion as to whether or not there is ever a time when the use of the N-word is acceptable. For non-black people, the word should not be spoken as there is almost no context in which it is appropriate or constructive even when singing a song or reading a script. There is not a way to neutralize the emotion and history behind the word in any context. The use of the phrase n-word was created as a euphemism and the norm with the intention of providing an acceptable replacement and moving people away from using the specific word when a person violates this norm it creates resentment intense frustration and great offense for many i'll show dear white people cover some of this ground it's just that when this happens it never takes into consideration the cultural differences in what that word means for one group and what that word means for another group and i think that's important discernment to make because it's different context like and people people ask me like why i use the n-word and i'm like bitch because i want to me growing up (laughs) you gotta understand the word nigga was used all in my childhood yes but amongst black people it can never ever mean I'm more than you because of the color of my skin. Because everybody using it is the same color. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but in my childhood, as it was used, it wasn't used vastly in a derogatory way. It was used more so in the sake of camaraderie. So I grew up a whole childhood of being mostly around black people and that word being a, a more a sentiment of probably still misplaced endearment, but, you know, endearment nonetheless. You know, so it's important to know that me using that word ain't meant to be in a negative way. And even if I do use it in a negative way, at its core, it can't mean that you're less than me because of my skin color because you're the same color me if I'm calling you that. Yeah. And you black. Even if we use it like black exploitation used to use it, well, you know, Dolan might be like, you stupid niggas. You know what I'm saying? It's still can't mean that you less than me because of the skin uh, color of your skin you know what I'm saying yeah and so it's important to have that discernment because what I don't want is a white to me a white person should not get the same consequence of saying nigga as a black person gets I'm saying it backwards a black person should not get the same level of consequence saying nigga as a white person saying nigga and I think that it's up to the industries that have policies to understand that stuff Again, and I say this every time we had this conversation about nigga, there are words as black people that if we say it's offensive to a group that that group uses that word. Nigga is not the only word like that. Gay people have the F word. You cannot go around calling gay people that, but some of them will refer to each other as that. And they use it. It's just, it's one of those ways, like queer queer in the uh within the community um 
that same training that I think I talked about last week when I went to, they started using that word to describe each other to kind of take it back, and so it would have less power when they were called by some by, called that by somebody who was trying to be offensive. There are other words that we can't say. Like nigga, I hate when people act like niggas. The only word in the world that's like that. There are other words that certain groups use that if you're not a part of that group, you can't fucking use. Nigga is not the only word like that. It just isn't. But nigga seems to be the word that people get the most butt hurt about not being able to say. Like it's a lot of words that I can't use and not and and it not be offensive to a group of people. I never get upset. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to use it. Don't care about using it. It ain't a big deal to me. I just don't use it. <laughs> like it, it, nigga's not the only word like that. I wish people would stop acting like it is. Man, tell a white person they can't do something and see how long it takes. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Um, I, this isn't really a story, but Young Thug, there's a video of him doing something with Lil Dirk. I guess he's looking at like maybe some track. I don't know what he's looking at, but his facial expression is so funny. And Black Twitter got a hold of it, like they have a tendency to do. And <laughs> some of the more funny ones is this looks like a scene from a disaster movie where they call Thug over and say, you might want to take a look at this. And the data is off the charts. <laughs> like he's bent over like he's really You're going to need to post shit. pictures of that. Yeah. It's just going to be no way to really accurately portray what this look like. <laughs> thugger, thugger. But there is a very serious look of concern on Thug's face. It which is likens him to that of a parent especially considering that the youth right next to him has such an innocent look on their face <laughs> as if they're looking to be educated about something and, and that's where the meme has taken uh, taken its form it's taking form in the sense of thugger thugger either being a parent or him being some kind of general or leader position <laughs> and the other people around him are those that are seeking his guidance that's meme breakdown for you. It's so when so you watch funny. this meme and watch all of the hilarity that ensues, no, deep down in your heart, young thug still ain't shit. Oh yeah, no, he is not a position of person but that should be in a position of power. Why it's funny is because it's him because he is not somebody who would ever be in a position of power making no goddamn decisions. I don't think people think about that. I just think it's about the faces. It's about the. It's about how the picture looks. Somebody put a somebody put a silk rag on his head, and so he's supposed to be somebody, mama. And it's like, okay, so where do I go to see your grades? <laughs> it's just like he had a computer trying to figure this system out. Like I just need to see the grades. Where your grades? <laughs> Black Twitter is beautiful. It really is. Like, uh, child, mom, my paper ain't printing her. Boy, move, move over and let me see. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um, it's just really funny. That was just—I feel like every week there's like a meme that Black Twitter gets a hold of. But this week it was just Young Thug's turn. But this shit looks—he do look like somebody, Mama, because they—he has a look of concern, but also a look of agitation. Like how will you ask your mama for help with your math homework and she don't know, or she get frustrated with you because like you sent one to the group where it was. <laughs> 
like the mom asked the math question and the kid get it wrong and my mama used to do this shit that's why that speak that hit so close to home my mom would like she would be like okay so if you got seven apples and you take away four how many you got left and if i would say two she would repeat the question but louder <laughs> it's like if you got seven <laughs> apples and you take away four how many you got left like don't deal with the same words i mean i, I still i thought the answer was two <laughs> i don't know why mama's it, it, it's some things that like my mom did that like as I got older and I started talking to other people like it's just shit that all moms do and I just that's just so funny to me not that all moms most moms not a lot moms. of moms let me tell you about my mama <laughs> I ain't never got a whooping for shit I done in school and I done made F's on my report card what nigga I've only got whoopings for shit that I did in church nigga. only hell no my mama ain't never helped me and my brother with no homework <laughs> ever my mom would only do it. She didn't like to do it. But, like, if I just, if, and she would make my brothers help me. But, like, if they weren't available, then she would help. But she didn't want to do it. <laughs> and she could avoid that shit. And so when she did, I would, I could see why she didn't do it. Because she get easily frustrated. It was the same thing when my mom was trying to teach me how to drive. She gets so easily frustrated. And that frustrates me because it's like, bitch, I'm learning. Like, relax. <laughs> I don't want that to sound like a harsh criticism of my mama either because me and my brother were pretty self-sufficient mm -hmm. in terms of getting what we need to do done. But she didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we just got it done. You know what I'm saying? So but funny. And that's, that's a part of the dialogue when I work with parents. I be like, what is your goal for raising your child? I ask them, what is your goal? And I tell them, my mama's goal was to make sure our souls were saved. Everything else was background noise. If we had Jesus, I don't think she cared if we worked at Walmart for the next 40 years. If we had Jesus, I think that would have been fine for her. That was her parental goal. As a parent, what is your goal? Do you want to save your child's soul? And the real answer is balance. You want to balance everything. But for you as a parent, I work with parents that say, I just want him, I don't want him to die before 18. I've had parents tell me that. You know, that lets you know what I have what some parents living. that say, I wanted to graduate college. You know, I have some parents that say I just want them to respect adults. It's just a number of things. And I help them come up with a hierarchy of how to do it, because the steps you have to take as a parent to put those things in your child, they have specific steps. Mm -hmm. Saving your soul, child's soul is far different from making sure they survive to 18. And, and you got to do different things to make them happen. You know, so. So I don't want her to demonize mama. She just had her goals of what she wanted to achieve for her kids. And, yeah. and she didn't really succeed. But she had that plan. I mean, you know no, what I'm saying? So was probably all right. Yeah, probably. It depends on how heaven points work. <laughs> it, when we get up to heaven, if he be like, you've been a good person, you contributed, you know, regardless of what the church and the Bible and all that stuff say, you know, being a good person was enough. But if he come down with some, you ain't tired from 2004 to 2027. You was calling me out my name when putting no respect on it. The whole time you weren't going to church. You was talking bad about my, uh, the people that I had delivering them messages. Yeah, Eddie Long did some wrong, but it wasn't your job to talk about that. That was my <laughs> job to have that business. 
You know, like it depends on how the system works. Maybe my soul is saved. I just don't know how the system works. Like if Hitler said, I repent for my sins the day before he died, is he in heaven now? <laughs> and meant it? Is uh, he in heaven? According are we going to go up to Hitler? Are we going to go up to heaven and see Hitler with wings? <laughs> Do you know how many Christians would be mad as a motherfucker if they That's got what I'm up saying. there? Well, you know. <laughs> Shit, if they got up there and had to worship beside Hitler, that's what I'm but but you couldn't be mad because he followed the rules, even if they were loophole. <laughs> even if they were loopholes, I just don't know how the system worked. I don't know if did Hitler kill himself. I don't know, even know if how do we know if suicide is really like amongst all of the people commit suicide? And I've heard some people in the church saying that they don't believe that. Suicide is a direct path to hell. I mean, it's wouldn't that have that with Kate Spade? Kate Spade. People was it was some people roast. It was a reverend that came out. It was actually a reverend that said "fuck you" to somebody because they said that if you die, if you commit suicide, you're going to hell. And the reverend posted "fuck you," and I remember seeing that. But Sounds so like I don't my know kind what that, I don't know what that means. I don't know if you do. I mean, do I you? Mean, really? It's one of the Ten Commandments that that shall not kill, and you're killing yourself. I don't know. I don't know. I ain't gonna sit up here pretend like. Well, I, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess if they're because I was looking at the loophole. If <laughs> if you can repent for your sins, regardless of what they have been, and get into heaven, it's not possible for you to repent for your sin after suicide. Yes, because you kill your like yeah. unless as you're dying from this self-inflicted or like. I don't want to see. I, I feel like but, I'm getting sensitive if I start if talking you, about specific things. But if you go, if you the Ten Commandments at the bottom of them don't say if you do these things you're going to hell. I mean, it is kind of like guidelines for what not to do. But like God can't forgive you for all your sin, any sins. Yeah, but again, it's if you can repent. If you if you you it you repent after it's done. You can't like pre-repent. Like, um, finna do this thing, but forget me, Lord. you got a meaning. You can't just, like, repent every time you do some bullshit. Yeah. Like, you can't be busting it open for goons on the weekend and every Sunday just be like, I repent, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Uh, what, so, so, with suicide, the issue that I would see with that part of it is that you can't. If you shoot yourself in the head, you don't get to repent after the sin has been committed. Like... But you is can. that like is that even a thing? Cause like I've worked with people who, and this is why I don't like working with suicide. People who think about killing themselves suicide ideations. I mean, as a counselor, it's gonna pop up randomly oh, on your ass without time. you knowing yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for me to have a defense for somebody who say you just want me to stay here and suffer the way I'm suffering. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I hate, it's no, I hate yeah, there is no defense you can have for that. I mean, what I'm supposed to say? Well, yeah, suffer. It'll get better. No, it might not get better. I yeah. can't say that it's gonna mm -hmm. get better with certainty for that person. They might I, suffer, 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 suffer. I always try to find a reason for them to to something, something, something here that there is a reason to stay. Not instead of focusing on what their problems is, because yeah, you're right, you can't fix that. I had a lady actually two weeks ago. Who told me that the only reason why she was still here is because she didn't want to go to hell and she felt like if she killed herself she was gonna go to hell and while that was horrible i was like all right i mean that's we'll work with that the client that i had with the deepest depression i told him that 
regardless of the amount of nuances that come along with how depression makes you feel, I will always be an advocate for life. There will never be a time when I will understand and agree with the idea that somebody here that I value should not be here. I never will. And you can try to convince me otherwise, but I will always tell you that you should be here because you're here. You know, like it's not natural. And, and this is a logical client um, uh, that I had. I'm like, we're if you're here, you're supposed to be here. Like it's not natural to end your own life. It's plenty of ways to naturally go. You shouldn't naturally end your own life. That that's not that is not congruent with human existence. Mm-hmm. You know, so but that bro, that is hard to deal with. But I'm sorry y'all for my little church rants today. Forgive me. It's Sunday. Does I that should, make it better or worse? It make it worse, <laughs> man. Because people just got out of. Well, by the time you hear this, you ain't just got out of church. No, so by, by then you thinking about by then you what you're finna do for the weekend. Busting it wide open for exactly. a again. <laughs> you finna figure it out. That's how you no, it, 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 you know what I'm saying? It tables off. I think you still Monday you motivated. Tuesday you still got fifty percent motivation. Wednesday is hump day, so you thinking about what you finna do on your weekend plans. So your motivation from church done dip down to zero. <laughs> Thursday you thinking about what kind of you know, hood ratchetry and goon shenanigans that you finna participate in. And by Friday, you busting it open. <laughs> Saturday, you are Still thinking about how open. much you busted it open. And if you enjoyed it, you're gonna do it again. You just gonna regret like uh BJ the Chicago kid. He got a song called Church. <laughs> have you heard that? No. She said she wanna drink, do drugs, and have sex tonight. But I got church in the morning, church in the morning. <laughs> and then the next part is hopefully we can go to heaven because I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song a lot, but but it's like, I'm like, damn, this is the dilemma. But I thought like, that's what happening on Saturday night. You thinking about what Sunday, what's going on with Sunday, but you got to you got to weigh out the eyes. <laughs> BJ, the Chicago kids stay and he just hope they can get in there. That's so funny. But uh, yeah. Don't worry about me. <laughs> worry about my soul, though. Because you know, if all if, if heaven is real and if I, if the point system is working against me, then it's a problem. Well, Tupac wondered if heaven had a ghetto. Maybe you'll just be in like the ghetto part of heaven. But I think the answer is no. <laughs> I don't think heaven has a ghetto. I don't. I mean, it might have a Hitler apparently if he I, didn't commit suicide and repented for his sins before I he just, died. You know what? And that's just probably why I'm not gonna get into heaven. I just have always wondered what it would be like to be up there, like not even in the gates. I would just like to be at the gate and listen to all of the bullshit excuses people would be trying to get why they should be able to get in. And I feel like I can hear somebody like plead their case and like see Hitler walk by. <laughs> that nigga up in- <laughs> Slave <laughs> Masters, <laughs> Colonel Sanders. <laughs> like if all he them now, folks. I know I should be able to get up in here. Like that's probably why I'm not gonna get into heaven because I just I just feel like I would like to stand on the outside. If just heaven exists, people. I'd like to get into heaven. And if yeah. heaven exists, I'd like for the rules not to be so stringent <laughs> that you gotta do stuff like sit in a building on Sunday and clap. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what did this have to do with anything? Can I stay at home and just watch this on TV? Can we get a Can we get a new edition of the Bible? Can we get a Ebonics edition of the Bible or something? Hood brother edition of the Bible. Instead of thou, it should be bruh. I hate you so much that you just relegated church to sit in. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Oh fuck, that's funny. I can do that shit somewhere else. What's the point of being in the building? Did the building got like a force field on it that uh, you know up your heaven, like up your uh, spiritual Half energy while you like in there? The doors of the church is open, <laughs> like. Like they open up the force field to let you in. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and the pastor's going to back and do like a little seance, and the whole church is protected, and everybody's spiritual energy raised. Or is this whole thing just subjective and don't nobody know what the hell we really doing? And we following this two thousand year old damn doctrine that may be accurate, but may not be, because all these random. Chapters of the Bible that ain't in it done popped up out of nowhere. That's supposed to be in there. What that shit say? <laughs> what we missing? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not gonna go read it. But if they have some cliff notes of the other shit that's supposed to be in the Bible that ain't in there, I want to know what's in there. Why they leave that out? What sins are we committing that we don't know? <laughs> or what extra are we supposed to be doing that that messed the system up? And if that's the case, when you get up there, will God be like, "Now nah, I know." You know, like a teacher when you when she forgot to give you part of the study guide and she be like, so we not gonna have them <laughs> questions on the test because I forgot to give you the rest of that. Maybe it's like the Da Vinci Code. Maybe it ain't the the chapters that's left out ain't shit we supposed to do is shit they don't want you to know. Like maybe Jesus, this is the Da Vinci Code, so don't come for me. That I'm giving you the plot of the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code said that Jesus got it in with Mary Magdalene and so he has a bloodline out here running around that nobody acknowledges and, and the Catholic Church has been uh they've been keeping it secret so you know it might be some some fuck shit in them chapters that they like oh the world don't need to know this <laughs> but that makes what we read of the Bible intentionally cherry-picked yes which means that it's not authentic yeah I mean we need the whole picture or we need none of it or the other stuff need to not exist yeah have you ever watched the da vinci code yep don't know what i was watching well basically he was following all of these clues to this big secret that the church was keeping that jesus and like the the detective that he was with throughout that the girl she was the descendant of jesus so like there's well, like living breathing descendants uh of jesus so maybe it's stuff like that that they just don't want nobody to know about because they wanted to keep the the image that they have out here let me say this this ain't got shit to do with what we talking about but this lady been blowing my damn your mama? facebook no oh this late so when i was doing i had youtube i still have my youtube i just don't do it anymore when i was doing hair videos and doing natural hair she used to send me fucking court she's a mom of somebody i went to school with she used to send me questions all the goddamn time. What do you use? Now she finna get a dog. And I made a mistake of posting shit about my dogs on my Facebook. And so now she telling my son, well, what do I need to get for this? And that? it's a 10-week-old dog, man. Long as that dog got something to chew on so she ain't chewing your shit. Or she's still gonna chew your shit, but you can redirect her to chew on something else. 
maybe some puppet pads, depending on whether or not you're gonna be at home enough to just let her in and out till she understands that she go outside. Like just basic shit. It ain't rocket science. Like it's a dog. <laughs> like and yeah. she just kept coming back, which it is like if you feel like you need that, then okay. Like I can't tell you because one, she got a shit suit. I ain't never had no shit suit. A different dog breeds have different personalities, require different things. So I, I can't really say. I can say what you need in general for a puppy. A 10-week-old puppy need toys, puppy pad, a leash if you're going to leash train them, if you're planning on taking them on walks and shit. They need to know how to walk on a leash. Just basic shit, you know what I'm saying? And, like, every time my phone vibrates, I just want to be like, ma'am. <laughs> Stop asking me all these goddamn questions about this dog you ain't even got in your possession yet. She's getting the dog Friday. She asked me, do, do, do you have a, a, a one-door or a two-door crate? what <laughs> what i that doesn't make a difference like i have a two-door crate now because of how big remy is and the bigger crates come with two doors but i don't even use the other door that other door just stay fucking closed the amount of doors on the crate don't really matter i don't really even know why they make two-door crates to be honest i guess if you wanted to split it off had two dogs in there where they couldn't like get at each other man i don't really know what the purpose of a two-door crate is but just questions and shit like that. I'm just like, I mean, it's whatever you want to get. <laughs> just get the dog. You'll figure it out as you go along. You done had two kids and raised them and they grown now. You intimidated by a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking raised children. The puppy should be nothing. Should be easy going. She didn't know puppies lose teeth. I said, yeah, they, they, she needs something to chew on because they teeth and then she going to lose teeth. I ain't gonna sit up here and act like I knew puppies lose. Like I didn't know till I got a dog that dogs have baby teeth and they grow in adult teeth like kids and they lose their teeth. Either you'll find them out on the carpet or they just swallow them and eat them. But they they have a a baby set of teeth and then they grow in an adult set. I didn't know that, but she just it was she just she's sending me a lot of messages. This been going on all weekend. Damn. She ain't even got the damn dog. So I could just imagine I'm gonna have to put her on block when she get the dog because I feel like she gonna be one of those people that's like her poop was a little darker brown than it was yesterday. Did you see her damn ass to Google? <laughs> Ma'am, Google dark shit dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like long as the poop is coming out, if she ain't pooping, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the big problem. And if it ain't bloody, she good. <laughs> Look at that. Shit. Ugh. Sorry, you that good. was neither here nor there. She just well, my phone just keep going off. Well, I'm done. I don't have anything else either. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Hello.